We're officially recording now, so anything you say can and will be used against you. (laughs) Good deal. All right, gals and pals, game on. It's time for the Sports Gal Pal Podcast, where we help gals and their pals come together over sports. Don't hate the game, love the game, or at least find out why he loves it so much. Now your host, the Sports Gal Pal herself, Ramona Rice. Hey, Gal Pal Nation. Welcome to an episode of the Sports Gal Pal Podcast, where we help you understand why the sports fans in your life scream at the TV during a game. I'm your host, Ramona Rice. You can follow me on Twitter at Sports Gal Pal. And of course, you can find out more about me at SportsGalPal.com. So what did I learn this week? Taking English guys to baseball games is hilarious. So you're probably noticing my voice is a little deeper. I kind of have that Phoebe um, from Friends, her episode where she caught a cold and she had like her sexy voice and she got really mad that she lost her cold. And so she purposely got herself sick again. And okay, I'm really digressing. But anyway, my throat sounds so funky because I just came back from the best podcasting conference ever, Podcast Movement, which was just in Dallas, Texas slash Fort Worth this past weekend. I got to hang out with great um, people like Zach McCrite and Corey Finneran, who are past guests, and got some potential guidelines for some current um, future guests I'm super excited about, and learned a ton. I got to spend out time with my favorite podcasting mentor, the great Pod Vader, who hosts Next Fan Up right here on Blog Talk Radio. Lots of good stuff. Um, but one of my highlights was actually um, bringing a couple of friends to the Rangers game. So, I have to back up. As many of you know, I went to New Media Expo. It's where I got the idea for this podcast, where I met, um, you know, Jay Soderbergh, head of content here at Blog Tech Radio, and who gave me this amazing opportunity and this great show. I love being part of the Blog Tech family. And one of the other people I met, of course, was Mark Asquith, who hosts um, Excellent Suspected Podcast. I also met Jonathan Oakes, who hosts the um, Trivial Warfare Podcast. You guys know that I guest host on that a couple weeks ago. It's a great podcast. And actually, he had myself and Pod Vader and a couple other sports nuts podcasters actually guest appear on his program there. But that's we're going to talk about that in a couple weeks. But one of the things we decided to do was bring Mark and his buddy, um, Andrew Levitt, who actually we just called him Lev, um, to the the Rangers game. So these guys had only seen baseball on TV. They have never really played it. They've never really watched it live. So not only do they get to go to an awesome um, ballpark, um, Globe Life Stadium is just beautiful. Um, and the Texas Rangers staff, the ushers, the concession stand people, um, the ticket takers, the security guards, the parking attendants, everybody was so super nice and polite and just everything was clean. Um, I had no problem using the facilities, ladies, because you guys have been into some stadium bathrooms and it's like, um, ew. Um, but this one was great. But Mark and Lev had never seen baseball before. So imagine again, it reminded me of like the first couple of times when we brought the, t- my husband and I brought our tiny humans to baseball. And so we're there and explaining, okay, that's a home run and that's a strike. And that's where, you know, the infield is. Well, imagine explaining that only to 30 year old men. It, it was, it was fun and awkward. Um, <laughs> and it was really awkward actually for a couple of reasons. One, um, when they were playing the Star Spangled Banner, so I'm there and I'm between sitting between Mark and um, Levitt and, and I'm singing, you know, and the Rockets, Red Glare and all that, all that stuff. And I, I'm in my back of my mind, I'm thinking, oh, my God, this is a song about us kicking you out. And I'm thinking about that. And it, it just it was a little uncomfortable for myself. But the guys are great. Um, I've got great photos of the whole experience. We got to drive past also AT&T Stadium, which is home of the Dallas Cowboys. That thing is enormous. Jerry is compensating for something. But 
Um, what was interesting was just seeing how they reacted to normal baseball things. So, for example, you know,、um, Texas Rangers that when they、um, have a home run, they shoot.、Uh, you know, they they play a little bit of Field of Dreams. I think it's Field of Dreams, and they shoot like gold dust into the air. So they thought that was really cool, and、um, you know, explaining that there was a real person playing a pipe organ, and which brought up the、um, Simpsons episode where Bart switches the、um, the hymn to you know that rock anthem, and so Levin and I were singing that instead. It, it, it was just fun, and getting them to stand up for the seventh inning stretch, and they didn't know the words to like take me out to the ball game, which I'm like. What do you mean you don't know where to take about the ball game? But it just goes to show that, you know, I think we take for granted in our country that you know everybody knows about these things. Even the most casual of casual fans, even people who hate baseball, know take me out to the ball game. And if you don't, you're lying. If you're an American, because it's just so ingrained in our culture. I mean, everybody knows that. I mean, I think that's the only reason we think about Cracker Jacks anymore. Which I did tell them it's like you know that was a song actually written by Cracker Jack to get people to eat Cracker Jacks, and it's sort of been adopted by baseball.、Um, And also fun things like you know the little games that they do on the field. Sometimes it's funny. It's been a long time since I've been to a pro team、um, event. I normally go to AAA affiliates where between every inning it feels like they have some sort of activity or fan base thing that they're trying to get the crowd into. With these guys, they they did not do that. We did a couple of things, but it was not like normal,、um, like a AAA affiliate. So that was, that was kind of interesting. The food was fantastic. They have these things called thunder sticks, which is I saw it on ESPN, and I thought, okay, yeah, that's a rarity. People actually order this thing, so it's a two foot long, two pound hot dog surrounded in challah bread. So at least that part is kosher.、Um, this one was covered in chili and cheese and like jalapenos, and it's like twenty six bucks. But it can feel like twenty people because the thing's massive. We saw it. I took pictures. We did not order that.、Um, the boys ordered like the the English guys ordered、uh, what they call. Called sausage Sundays, which is like a scoop of macaroni and cheese, a scoop of mashed potatoes. There was like sausage and the cherry tomato, and it it just seemed absurd. I just got a regular sausage, but、um, you know it was. Just, it's fun to go to baseball games where you don't have a stake in the in the thing, you know, because the Rangers are playing the Yankees, and I'm not really. I'm just a fan of baseball. I don't really have a team anymore. And you know it was fun to go and just experience Texas Rangers baseball. The, again, the park is beautiful. The game was great. There was a lot of offense because both teams' pitching is kind of like a little、uh, suspect, in my opinion.、Um, and it was just fun to experience that with guys who had never been to anything like it. I mean, they've been to you know soccer games over in England, but they like it, no one's chanting up and down the whole time. I'm like, no, we like to sit down because we're Americans and we're lazy.、Um, so yeah, so if you go. On vacation to any place that's near a major league baseball park, and if you can afford it, you know, go. I think we pay like thirty eight dollars each for a ticket, and you know, yeah, for family fourth, it is pricey、um, when you add the food in. But you know, the memories that you get from going to attend live sporting events cannot be replaced by anything else. I mean, the only thing that comes close to it is maybe going to like a sports bar. But again, if you're bringing your kids to sports bars, something's gone wrong, and we need to address that. That's a whole nother podcast.、Um, so. You know, I treated Mark and Love like my tiny humans. You know, I made sure they knew where the bathrooms were, and I made sure they knew where our seats were, and that they didn't get lost because I didn't want their, you know, people in England to go, "What happened in America?" So, anyway, so if you ever get a chance, take a foreigner to a baseball game. You'll you won't regret it.、Um, 
it, it was it was a lot of fun. And I'm I those guys are really good friends and I miss them already and I can't wait till I can hang out with them again. So all right. So this week's episode is um I've got a great guest. So I'm doing this series um called Two A Days. And long story short, I originally got this guy in to do a two a day segment. Um to preview the the Steelers, but I just liked him in general. So I just decided, well, let's just make a full length episode for that. So Alex, Alex is from the Steelers Depot. He is a writer and kind of a young guy and super great at explaining, you know, what the Steelers are up to. Now, this is not our official two-a-day preview. I've got, um, hopefully, I will get every single member of Next Fan Up all of their super fans. So it's uh, that's a great podcast again on blogtalkradio.com forward slash um, next fan up. And it is my podcasting mentor, Jay Soderberg, um, hosting, so the Pod Vader, hosting a motley crew of NFL super fans. And they are currently looking for Texans, um, for Houston Texans rep. So if you are interested, tweet me at SportsGalPal and I will connect you to those guys because it's a lot of fun and they seem to have a great time with the podcast. So they're going to be coming out to do the two a days. So I still wanted to have Alex on because he's awesome. And so I did. So here's the interview. Enjoy. All right, gals and pals, my guest today is Alex Kazora. He is a writer for the SteelersDepot.com, and I found him through Twitter because I find all the best writers of blogs on Twitter, particularly those from Steeler Nation. And welcome to the Sports Gal Pal, Alex. Thank you, Ramona. The, the best writer. That is some high praise. Those are some lofty <laughs> expectations for me to try to reach. I don't know. I like it. It's fun. I feel like your coverage <laughs> of the training camp so far has been great. Um, I feel like it's, you know, really clear and clean cut, particularly for, you know, rookie sports fans. You know, sometimes you can read about training camps. You're like, what? Um, <laughs> but you guys over there, particularly at Sailor Depot, I like it. I like you guys a lot. I think your your blog's terrific. Well, thank you very much. Yeah, we do the best we can. We're just a, a bunch of nerds that just uh, try to do as much information as we can. Well, aren't most football fans nerds, like true football fans, really? That's a good point. Yeah, if you're not if you're not a nerd, then you can't be a football fan. No, I'm kidding. But uh, but yeah, there's a little bit of nerd in every football fan. Yeah, I think so. Particularly nowadays, with so much fantasy football, with so much bloggers, with so much commentary about football, particularly the NFL in general, I just feel like you know it, it lends itself to the nerd po- population. Yeah, no, the fantasy football. I mean, how, you know, how, you've you've probably seen it, Ramona. How much that's become so popular, and that's that's I think half the questions I get are somehow tied into fantasy football. I mean, that scene is just blown up crazy. Yeah, exactly. So I like to um, ask one of my first questions is always, how did you get into sports? Uh, you know, I, I'm not an athlete by any means. I'm five foot six on a good day, and I can't run a forty under you know six seconds. Uh, so I was never an athlete, but I always still liked sports and wanted to, to be involved. I guess I really don't know exactly wh- how I gravitated to sports in the first place, but I just I just always have, and so I always wanted to stay involved in the game, even though I really you know couldn't play. And uh, you know that's how I really stayed involved was just learning and watching and a lot of friends at school of course you know I remember growing up like so many people we talk about what happened you know during that week Steelers game or whatever whatever the case was so it was just always wanting me to, to connect and be close to the game without actually being on a field. And so you've been a lifelong Steelers fan, correct? Correct. Yep, all my life. You've never wavered. Nope, 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 no. That that is, uh, I think, a cardinal sin in my book. If you're a football fan, you start to waver, especially if you're a Steelers fan. If you're a Steelers fan, you can't complain. There may be some down years, but there are teams that have it much, much worse off than Pittsburgh. 
Yeah, like at least you know, like your coach and your quarterback situation. Unlike us Eagle fans who are like, what in the world is going on on the other side of the Keystone State? You guys had a fun off season, didn't you? That must have been just crazy madness. At least we're not like def- deflating balls. That's all I can <laughs> say. It's a good point. Good point. That's for that's for Pod Vader right there, my podcasting mentor. I just spent the weekend with him in um, Dallas, and um, yeah, he, he's very much the defender of the Tom Brady. Oh well, <laughs> the, you know, everybody has a vice; it's his anyway. So yeah, no, you're definitely not a Patriots fan, definitely not a Bengals fan, correct? Correct. Yep, Steelers all the way. Uh, sorry to anyone in Cleveland, Baltimore, Cincinnati listening right now, but uh, yeah, Pittsburgh all the way. Pittsburgh all the way. How many terrible towels do you own? Uh, it's a good question. I think I have three. One of the coolest one I got as a gift. I had a friend that did a study abroad in Rome, and there's a big Steelers sports bar in Rome, and she brought me back a terrible towel from there. Uh, and it's just one of my one of the coolest things I have. So I, I, that's that's one of my favorite items. You have an Italian steel, uh, terrible towel. That's awesome. Yeah, I forget the name of the the bar. I mean, if you just look it up, uh, you know, someone's listening. Look it up. It'll probably come up right away. But yeah, it it was so cool, and uh, I definitely love it. I will find that and put in the show notes. I think that's awesome. And it just goes to show with Steeler fans. You know, I'm in the Hampton Roads area where Mike Tomlin's from. Um, Mm. And see, already I get street cred because I'm from where Mike Tomlin's from. What can I (laughs) say? Yeah, there you go. There you go. There there I go. But what's interesting is that you guys have such a huge following. Like everybody claims the Dallas Cowboys is an American team. I argue it's Steelers. Everywhere I go, no matter where I go, you see at least one yellow theme person running around. Yeah, for sure, Ramona. I mean, they're everywhere. And if you're, you know, if you're in Pittsburgh, if you're a Steelers fan, I think a lot of people know the story. But if you don't, I mean, you know, everyone was here when they had the steel mills. And then once they shut down, everybody had to leave to go find work elsewhere. And, uh, you know, their job changed, but their, their football fandom didn't. And it stayed Pittsburgh. And I think that's, that's a large reason why there are Steeler fans everywhere. You know, you know, Ramona, people say that the Steeler fans travel well. It's not really that. It's that they're already there because that's where they live. That's where they raise their kids and they become Steelers fans. So uh, I think that makes it special and unique about Pittsburgh. Yeah, and it, the fan base is truly loyal. Now, I will have to say the Rooney family – um, what an incredible organization that they do. I mean, hardly any, I mean, you've only had three coaches, um, stable, I believe, um, you know, offense and defense, which is weird for me because you guys have one of the most intriguing offenses that's coming up this season. Whereas I've always thought of Pittsburgh as defense mind at first. When do you think that shift changed? Uh, you know, it, it's been pretty recent, uh, maybe even in the last two, three years. I mean, you know, after, you know, the, the defense of guys like Joey Porter and, you know, James Ferrier, guys like that, you know, ended up leaving uh, the scheme kind of changed, not the scheme, but just the mentality changed. And, you know, and it's connected with, the uh, you know, just the NFL in general, how offensive minded it's become. But, you know, as Ben Roethlisberger, really, as you had a quarterback that became the face of your franchise, the true face, uh, the way Ben has. And the, and the outstanding elite play that he's at, uh, that just lent itself to being a high-powered offense, um, and which is what you really need in this league. And high-power offense, what exactly do you mean by that? Just an offense that, you know, can score at will, score a lot of points. You know, Ramona, Ben was talking the other day and said he thinks this is an offense that can score 30 points per game. Now, that's probably not actually going to happen. That's quite the lofty goal. But, you know, it just goes out to say that, you know, if if Pittsburgh ever puts up 35 points in a game, you won't bat an eye because they have the offense and the guys at the skill positions, you know, quarterback, running back, wide receiver, tight end, uh, to be really potent. They have a trio of, of great receivers, Antonio Brown, Martavis Bryant, Marcus Wheaton, Bryant and Weekend are, are poised for breakout years. Le'Veon Bell is is the top back, or you know maybe a top 
two top three back in this league and and Ben, you know, in a lot of eyes and including mine is a top five quarterback in this league. So when you put all those pieces together, along with an offensive line that's, you know, been around for the last couple of years, they haven't really had a, you know, new guys come in or things like that. They've been really, you know, consistent um, with, the, with the offensive line grouping. Uh, I mean, you know, it, it's just a recipe for big success. Yeah, I agree. And also having Bell be able to come back earlier than expected after his suspension, I think is critical for you guys. For sure. I mean, the sooner you can get 26 back, the better off your offense is going to be. I mean, it might be a little bit of a struggle those first two games for Mona just because, you know, obviously you lose Bell as a as a runner. Um, you know, what he offers is a three down back, you know, playing on, on every single down. But I think one of the underrated things you lose with Le'Veon Bell is just the trust he has with Ben Roethlisberger. If you look at the playoff game last year, the one that the Steelers lost, they got bounced by the Ravens. You know, Bell didn't play in that game because of the knee injury he suffered in the final week of the regular season. And, and not to have that security blanket and that check down option, you know, for Ben to find Bell if he was under pressure or didn't have anyone anyone else open downfield. Uh, to not have that, you could just see it really affected Ben and Ben to be in sack several times that game after not getting really sacked at all uh, during the last you know quarter of the regular season. So uh, the sooner you can get him back, the better. And I'm happy that suspension went from three to two games. And speaking of suspensions, you guys will be facing the Patriots week one in the NFL, um, but you won't be facing Tom Brady if Roger Goodell has his way. Does that help you guys at all? I mean, for sure. I mean, I mean, like you said, you had the caveat at the end if Goodell has his ways. But, you know, it's like in that crazy court system right now. I'm sure you've talked to people about it before. Uh, I mean, who knows? He could appeal this thing. It could get granted and he could be playing week one. I, I try not to think about that too much because there's so much Steelers stuff going on that I don't want to try to think about lawyers and all that kind of boring stuff that just happens to come along with football uh, the last couple of years. But sure. But, but even in that case, you know, you're going up to New England. Um, I don't think they've lost the home opener since I think Belichick's first year, um, if I'm, my memory serves correctly. So there's still going to be a tough out. But if you're not facing Tom Brady, of course, the odds you know, really do change. Speaking of the upcoming season, what games besides that matchup with New England are going to be the marquee matchup? So if I've got a Steeler fan husband at home and I am planning fall activities, what are the games that I definitely need to make sure that he's got great access to television? Uh, I mean, I'll give you a pretty obvious, maybe a little cliche answer, but any Ravens game, you know, the two Ravens game this year, uh, that's always the great rivalry. They're always going to produce some great games. I mean, that's a true rivalry because those games are always close. I mean, there's always a great competitiveness. Um, the first Ravens game, of course, you know, the last time they met, like I said, the Ravens beat the Steelers in the in the playoffs. So you kind of almost have a little bit of revenge factor there, but it's always just a high intensity kind of the game. So there's definitely one. Uh, well, you need to really get that that big screen TV going. Uh, it'd be a Ravens game. Yeah, and for you know my listeners out there who again, this is a show for rookie sports fans. I always say this is for you know particularly my gals who are like, I don't get why he watches the TV all the time during football. It's fun. You know, Steeler games for me, I've got several friends who are Steeler fans. I am not one. But just seeing the towels wave, I mean, it's a it's a team that doesn't have cheerleaders. Um, you know, they, they play in a field that's named after ketchup. I mean, it's it's an <laughs> awesome time. They put French fries in their sandwiches. How could you not love Pittsburgh? You're speaking my language, Ramona. Yeah, it's a great atmosphere. I've only been to a couple of Steelers games in my life, believe it or not, just because, you know, tickets can get so expensive. But, yeah, I mean, that in itself is an experience. And then at home, it's still a lot of fun. Uh, yeah, Steelers Nation is fantastic. I mean, they have their warts like any fan base sometimes. Uh, you get some crazy comments here and there. But, yeah, I love it. I love the passion that they have. Um, and so, yeah, if, you, if you're a girl and you're wondering why does your husband care about this so much, it's because he's got a bunch of friends that care about it so much, too. And you want to be part of that group and you want to be able to enjoy that and share that experience together. And I think it's what makes being a sports fan worthwhile.
Yeah, I agree. Anytime that you can go see a live sporting event, it's always better. But if you can't, um, you know, I always suggest to my, especially my gals, go to a sports bar. Um, great drinks, great food. Usually there's some type of trash talking going on, which, you know, for girls, here's the thing about, about women. Uh, at least myself, I have never gone up to a girl and lovingly said, you suck in any kind of manner, whether your <laughs> hair looks bad or, or whatever guys do. You guys do that like as a lovingly like gesture. You're laughing at me, but it's true. Think about it. You know, girls don't do that, but boys do. Like, you know, you, it's just it's crazy to me. Yeah, no, you're right. That's a good point. I really never thought about it that way, the difference. But but yeah, you're right. It's just uh, there's a there's a weird culture and it is really tough to explain. I don't think I could do it well enough in the time that we have, Ramona. But uh, it, there, there is a cool culture that comes along with it, and there's just, there's just certain rules. The way that you, with baseball, you have these weird unofficial rules for fans. That's kind of one of them in football. You get to trash talk your buddy, or, or maybe the, the other fan if he's there. Exactly, particularly if it's a fan that is, you know, from Cincinnati, Cleveland, or Baltimore. <laughs> for sure, for sure, especially Cleveland, especially Cleveland. Why, why, why Cleveland? Don't pick on them. They, they already are dealing with so much. I know. I guess that's kicking a person when they're down. It's just, you know, they're two hours away. I think it's just a unique thing. I don't think there's a lot of teams or some, but there's not a lot of teams out there that are that close. And, uh, and I, I do feel bad for the Cleveland fans out there. There are some good Browns fans out there. I don't want to say that they're all bad. I know some myself that, that I really respect. But, yeah, it's got to be tough to be a Browns fan with that uh, the state of the organization right now. I mean, just I, – I can't even go into – how crazy the Browns are. And then poor um, Bengals. Now, I'm going to have one of my most favorite podcasters from Inside the Jungle podcast, um, Nick Subarine, coming on in a couple of weeks. And he is a big, obviously, Bengals fan. Um, but and he seems to be he, – he said once on a podcast that he is totally okay with them making it to the first round of the playoffs four years in a row and not advancing. And I'm just going – is that denial? I, I think it's denial. I, I would be like, what the hell? Yeah, it just sounds like you're just kind of just used to it because you have a guy like Andy Dalton that, that struggled to really, you know, he's gotten them to the playoffs, but he hasn't been able to really get them through the playoffs. Uh, yeah, I think that's just, uh, I don't know what the word is. Yeah, maybe denial, maybe complacency, maybe apathy. Uh, I, I don't know exactly what's in the minds of Bengals fans. They have some talent, though. I mean, that's still going to be a, a good team this year. Uh, their quarterback just has to play a lot better when it counts. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Speaking of quarterbacks, you guys have one of the, I believe, premier quarterbacks in the league. He had a couple of amazing, like amazing breakout games last year. Do you agree? Yeah, no, it was uh, it was one of probably Ben's best this season for sure. Yeah, the, of course, those are the weeks that I put him on the bench for fantasy. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, about yeah. that. N- not cool, Ben. Not cool because he's not, you know, for fantasy numbers, it's, he's weird like because he runs and he, he does. Mm. he's just wacky. Yeah, uh, you know, Ben has is definitely one of those unique guys that can just keep the play going. And when you talk to, you know, most fans out of Pittsburgh, that's one of the first things they say about Ben Roethlisberger is his ability just to, you know, shake defenders off, keep the play going for seven, eight seconds, well past the point for, you know, almost every other quarterback uh, in the league. But the thing I like about Ben the most is just he's a great quarterback from the pocket, not having to, to scramble and run around like crazy because he's gotten older. He's been beat up a little bit. You know, I had a lot of injuries over his career, so he really has had learn how to be able to you know play without you know a, a sandlot backyard kind of drill and he's really improved there uh it was a fantastic year for ben uh, last year I, I think the same will happen this year um he could be looking at another five thousand yard season that's not you know a- out of the question i don't think uh so if you are a fantasy person uh definitely you know ben as, as your, your first quarterback uh you shouldn't you should be very happy with that 
Yeah, I would be. I don't think he's going to be my first. Uh, no. Um, but he's definitely worth picking up. I, that's all I'll say about that. Um, speaking of people, maybe final seasons, Heath Miller um, is a personal favorite of mine because I went to the University of Virginia, and every time <laughs> they play him on the big screen, we're like, Heath, we speak that person for you guys. Um, do you think it's his last season? Uh, it's getting close to the end. It's always hard to say for sure with those guys, but I think within the next two years, you know, that, that could be it for Heath. Uh, it, it's funny though, Ramona, I'm at training camp right now and uh, there's always a great crowd on hand. And every time, even in warmups where they're just catching the ball and that's it, there's no one around them. Heath makes a catch. You get that Heath chant from the crowd. I absolutely love it. Just everything he does, uh, the crowd loves and you have to love him. He really embodies, you know, what Steelers are and what they, what they have been. They're, they're tough go about your business, lunch pail. I know that's kind of, you know, corny to say, but it's true for Heath Miller, just the guy that's always gone about his work, a quiet leader, guy that's been around, uh, one of the longest tenured Steelers on this team. Uh, and, and yeah, just one heck of a player. It, it is a little sad to see. You can kind of tell he, he's declining as he gets older. Some of his blocking is not the receiver that he was a couple of years ago. Uh, but Heath Miller, Ramona, has just meant so much to this team and this fan base. Yeah, I just, I, I, again, I'm very biased because he went to the University of Virginia. I've got a funny story. So a couple years ago, Penn State came to town, and um, this was after um, uh, Joe Pa's um, outing, put it like that. And so um, it was funny because the entire stadium was full because Penn State does travel well. And when they were doing, like, the alumni board, Heath Miller came up, and, like, the entire crowd went Heath, too, because most of them were Steelers fans, too. I thought that was neat. I was like, oh, yeah, that's right. We share something. Um, we won that game, by the way. Um, <laughs> you, you, you had to get that in there, yeah. Yeah, of course. Oh, are you a Penn State fan? Uh, you know, I, I don't really have a great college football affiliation. Maybe someone can give me a good recommendation. I, you know, I'm kind of Penn State, but I never really was able to find one team that I really, really like. So maybe someone can help me out with that. Um, don't pick Virginia right now. Um, uh, that's all no. I gotta say. No, uh, they're that no. bad. They're that bad. Oh, just no basketball. We're great. Definitely for <laughs> basketball. Definitely for basketball. Baseball, we're rock stars. Soccer, awesome. Men's tennis, we're like the Alabama men's tennis. But football <laughs> right now, it's a joke. It, it's just really sad. We've got a coach who's been there too long and an apathetic fan base. And the only reason I bought season tickets was to go to Notre Dame. That was it. <laughs> that, that's that's really realistically. Yeah, you know, and that's the thing, you know, with teams that go into slumps. And for Steelers Na Nation, I don't really remember a slump. You know, you had a couple quiet years of like Bill Coward. Like the 90s were kind of like, eh. Um, you know, in terms of that, but you know, this, this century, you guys have been like awesome, pretty consistent, consistently, you know, in the playoff run consistently in there. I mean, it's a good time to be a Steeler. It is. It is Ramona. Uh, you know, the expectation level in Pittsburgh is as high as it is anywhere. I think in the NFL, you know, the ad, uh, two, two, three years ago, you had back to back eight and eight seasons and that, that put, you know, Tomlin quote unquote on the hot seat. So that's a, that's the expectation level is anything that's 500, uh, is not good enough. And you, you want to win the AFC North each year. You want to get into the playoffs. You want to be a Super Bowl contender. That is the, the level that, that you set yourself at every single year. And, and I don't know if it's unique, but I think it's special about that because not every team out there can say that. Some teams just want to have a winning season, just get to 500, just show some, some stability, just find a quarterback, you know, something like that. The Steelers have all that, and so they want to look towards that next level. And uh, I, I think that's really special about Pittsburgh. Yeah, I think Pittsburgh is just a really special team. I'm sorry to the rest of everybody in that division. If I'm biased, I'm biased. But if <laughs> I were to pick a person, and I'm close to Baltimore. I'm only five hours away. But it's always fun to watch the Steelers play. 
Alex, if the people in Galpaw Nation want to get a hold of you, how do they? That sounded so bad. Hi, if you'd like to stalk <laughs> Alex like I did to get him on this interview, how does one do it? <laughs> if you if you want to stalk me, uh, you can find me on Twitter at Alex underscore Kazora. So uh, please send, send your stalking love letters to, to there. Yeah, it's seriously. And, you know, he he does respond. Um, <laughs> it's so funny. I'm sorry. Maybe you'll get like cool girls um, following you, though. You never know. You know? <laughs> That's the optimistic side of you. I appreciate that. I, I do what I can. Again, you can find him on SteelersDepot.com. All the links will be in the show notes. And again, look for the Steelers. I believe we'll make a deep run. That um, division they're in is very competitive now. And if the Bengals can get their stuff together playoff time and Andy Dalton figures out, oh, yeah, I like to win playoff games, then maybe it might be different. Who knows? So, Alex, thanks so much for coming in. I know you're super busy with training camp. No, thank you, Ramona. And hopefully I can be back on again in the future. Yeah, let's have you. Let's plan to have you on later in the season. We can do an update, see how you guys are doing. That'd be great. Thanks again to Alex from SteelersDepot.com for coming on to the Sports Gal Pal podcast. So now my question of the week comes from actually Carol from Florida, and she sent me an link to an article about a new program the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are um, creating called Red that they have for their female fans and. Basically, what happened was is that they've announced this program, and the idea behind it is to you know create a female fan experience. They're going to have special programs where female fans can come in and talk to um, personnel. They can talk to um, Tampa Bay Buccaneer legends. They can talk to the GM. They get to have like little seminars about how to incorporate um, you know their own personal style within NFL fashion. There's going to be like you know um, expos about different tailgating tips and just basically how to make football kind of like a lifestyle kind of thing surrounding you. The challenge with it was is that, you know, they're calling it Red, the all-new all Buccaneers women's movement. The problem is, is that a lot of female Buccaneers fans are really, really upset about this. These are just some of the comments on their Facebook page. This one from Tracy says, am I the only one that's highly pissed about this? Seriously, whomever was the marketing manager at this project should be fired. Last time I checked, I could probably teach the whole offensive line about picking up on blitz packages. Hell, give me a helmet and I could show the entire NFL how to properly navigate through a Tampa 2 defense. As a woman and a football fan, I am truly infuriated by this campaign. Another person, a guy, said, um, good intention but terrible execution. You can market towards female fans without engaging in tired stereotypes about female sports fans. Just like men, there's a range of knowledge and commitment to the game among females. Instead of recognizing the diversity of the female fan base, the program operates under the presumption that all female fans lack basic knowledge of the game and are more interested in fashion, accessories, and recipes. I'm not saying there's no place to offer basic guidelines to the game, fashion tips, recipes, and the like, but to essentialize them as the crux of the female fan identity is patronizing and ignorant. Okay. So when I got this, um, you know, email from Carol, I actually asked her and followed up and I asked her, honestly, what do you think about that? And she wrote, yeah, I think it's sexist and I don't like it. And, you know, she, you know, she goes, it's just a cliche. It's a Southern cliche. She goes, where girls are soft and cuddly and wear pink Angora. She goes, it reeks of sexism. Okay. Here's my opinion on this. I have sat with this before I responded because normally I kind of jump in on Twitter or I jump in on Facebook and then respond, but I wanted to save this for a question of the week. Excuse a little sexist. I'm, I'm not going to lie that, but really 
I want to know where was all the outrage when the Buccaneers picked Jameis Winston as their number one pick. So we get up setting up in arms over a program that's kind of similar to my program because this is what I talk about. I talk about how to incorporate, you know, yourself as a female fan in the game. I use analogies. On my website, I have recipes for tailgating. I have tips for tailgating. I am going to have some fashion experts coming on in the next couple of weeks that do some products for the NFL that are super cute, by the way. But you know what? I know my X's and O's. I, I know how to explain the Tampa 2 defense as well. So, you know, I, I feel like these programs actually have a space. What I'm more upset about is, again, none of these fans were talking about Jameis Winston. So I'm going to remind everyone, Jameis Winston has been accused of rape. He has been accused of um stealing technically he's been accused of having illegal gun and not only that but he was witnessed standing on a table in the uh, in a common area shouting off offensive things to females as they're passing by but i'm going to be upset because the tampa bay buccaneers are going to organize some maybe some decoupage lessons That's what you're upset about. That is what you're choosing to use your ire over. You're upset because the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are noticing, hey, there's a lot more females coming in, so let's try to appease some of them. Let's try to explain the game to some of them. Let's give them better access than they've ever had before to our GM, to Tampa Bay legends, to players, to facilities. Let's, you know, roll out the red carpet. And yeah, we're going to appeal to certain demographics like Pinterest. They've created an entire Pinterest campaign around this. Well, guess what? Girls are on Pinterest. Where were all these females and men who are crying sexism now, where are they commenting on Jameis Winston? And don't give me the garbage, oh, well, he was young, oh, well, he was that. No. Where was that outrage? I'm asking, honestly, and if I'm wrong and there was a bunch of outrage, show me, and I will admit here on this podcast that it's it's true. But this is what I'm saying, ladies, is that if you want to be considered serious here in the NFL, number one, don't just throw a gift horse in the mouth. If it were me and I'm a Tampa Bay um, fan, I would not be offended by this. I would say, great, let me have access to the GM so I can ask him critical questions about what's going on. Let me see if I can meet some of these dignitaries. You know, hey, Warren Sapp was caught, you know, he's not exactly the ideal role model for women, but I'd sure like to meet him. Or, hey, Rondé Barber, cool, maybe he'll show up at one of these meets and I can meet him. Use this to your advantage, ladies. Don't complain about it. Sign up and go to the events. You might learn something. You might actually enjoy it. You might get to meet some of your favorite Tampa Bay Buccaneers. It's a rare gift. It's not like they're saying everybody can do this. They're saying this is specific for women. And if you don't like it, don't go. Don't go. (sighs) But seriously, I would rather you use this passion to talk about the real issues of violence against women that is perpetually in not only sports but particularly in the NFL it is a real big problem that unless we as a society say enough it's never going to get solved but you know what I'm going to get more upset about the fact that oh my god they might be offering decoupage lessons in the guise of football so that's my opinion. If you don't like it, I'd love to hear why. You can reach me, Ramona, at SportsGalPal, or you know, tweet me on Twitter, at SportsGalPal on Twitter. Um, I'd really love your opinion about this. You know, I really sat with this before, you know, because I do get it. I do can see where it is condescending, and it is 
kind of ridiculous. It's kind of like when they used to only offer pink jerseys. Trust me, I have a pink jersey because I happen to like the color pink. Um, but you know what? I choose to wear normally my team colors because that's what I want to wear. But it doesn't make me any less of a fan. And it doesn't make any of the girls or women who sign up for that program, the red program, any less of fans either. Maybe they just want the experience. Maybe they want to learn more. And that's the other thing. One of the comments on there was like, oh, well, they should offer it to all rookie sports fans. No, I just went through a situation where I was with a bunch of sports podcasters and I was the only girl. And that happens a lot just in sports in general. It can be really intimidating when you are a female who has questions about sports and you're surrounded by nothing but guys because you don't know if you're going to be perceived as silly. You don't know if you're going to be perceived as ignorant. You don't know if you're going to be perceived as, oh, she's just a token. She's just here because she's a girl and she's lucky. That happens. So I would rather be in a place where I'm surrounded by other female sports fans and I'm encouraged and loved and being offered the red carpet to learn more about my favorite team and sport. So I think this is a gift that the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are giving you ladies. If you are a fan of them, take advantage. And the rest of the teams, why aren't you offering these programs? I think it's a great idea. So again, if you got a question for the Sports Gal Pal, I'd love to hear it. You can reach me, Ramona, at sportsgalpal.com. Or you can tweet me at Ramona, uh, excuse me, at sportsgalpal on Twitter. I want to thank everyone for tuning in today. And thanks again to Alex from Steelers Depot for coming on to the podcast. Remember, don't hate the game. Just try to understand why the rest of us love it so much. For more information about Sports Gal Pal, make sure you head to sportsgalpal.com or you can check out the Sports Gal Pal Facebook page. Thanks for listening to the Sports Gal Pal podcast. And be sure to check out sportsgalpal.com.